Philippians chapter 2. Last time Sunday morning I preached, I preached on uh, being on the same page in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And now we're going to read verses 5 through 11. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. It's so good to see everyone here. And let me just correct something. Brother Tragmar does not have a sore. Uh, he had a little procedure on his arm, and uh, but he's doing okay. Right, Miss Tragmar? Okay. I just wanted to correct that. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It's mentioned there, Jesus. Now just see from verses 5 through 11 how much he is mentioned. Who? That's Jesus. Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself... Jesus, of no reputation, and took upon him, Jesus, the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he, Jesus, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him, Jesus, a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to preach your holy word. And Lord, we have already heard your word this morning in Sunday school so faithfully taught. And Lord, help us this morning to preach with faithfulness thy word. Lord, I love you. Thank you for such great salvation that you've given to us. And thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Help us today. Fill us with thy spirit. Lord, if there's anybody here today that does not know thee as their personal savior. Lord, would you please bring them, convict them, that they may come and accept thee as their personal savior. In your precious and holy name we ask you, amen. You may be seated. If you missed the presentation of the school Thursday, what a blessing. Amen. I congratulate Joanna uh, for her hard work. 
she does a good job getting all those kids to be quiet and be good. Amen. And sing good. They did a great job uh, Thursday night. But I mentioned uh, Thursday night, uh, the theme of that uh, Christmas presentation was the greatest story ever told is Jesus. And I mentioned this, if I mention some names such as uh, the Apostle Paul, several stories would go through our name as one of the greatest apostles that has ever existed. If I mentioned uh, Harold B. Seitler, uh, a lot of memory would go through our mind thinking on the founder of Tabernacle Baptist Church. If I said the words Abraham Lincoln, you would say, wow, what a great president the United States would have. And memories would go through your mind about them. But at the same time, I could mention a name that not so much of a good thought would go through your mind, the person of Adolf Hitler. That name means something. Uh, Saddam Hussein. Uh, names bring something to our mind. Now I mentioned this Thursday. Uh, in Bible times, things were different. Uh, names were given for a reason. Uh, names meant something, and people often give up uh, to uh, live up to their name. Such as, let me give you some examples: Jacob, the trickster. David, beloved, Abraham, father of a multitude, Moses, drawn out, Zacharias means the Lord has remembered, uh, Elizabeth uh, means my God is an oath, John the Baptist means Jehovah is gracious, but today I want to consider one name that means all the world to us is the name Jesus. Cherish that wonderful name, Jesus. Brother Eshelman has mentioned this sometimes. I never forget Miss Hedricks would get up and sing that beautiful song. I, I wish somebody else would sing it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. It exalts the name of God uh, said above every name. John Blanchard has estimated that all the people who have lived from the beginning till, uh, the, from the creation till this time, there have been over 30 billion people who have lived here on this planet. Out of those 30 billion, very few have had any major effect on human beings. But there's one person who stands out. 
unique about above all, and that one is Jesus Christ, has attracted a greater combination of attention, uh, devotion, criticism, adoration, and opposition than any other person that has ever existed. Every record recorded word that this man spoke has been studied, has been analyzed from generation to generation. And there is no moment on the clock's face where there are not people who are at this moment are studying what this one individual had to say. He is Jesus of Nazareth. He existed on this earth some 2,000 years ago and he preached and taught in a tiny little land called Israel. He never painted a picture. He never wrote a poem. He, did a, he didn't do a sculpture uh, so far as we know. Never wrote any music so far as we know. And yet his life has been the inspiration of many songs, of many artists, of many literature and films and videos and other arts form. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. His ministry lasted really not very long on earth. And yet today, by radio, television, printed literature, his word goes around the world. That's Jesus. So far as we know, he never had any formal education, but thousands of universities and seminaries and colleges and schools are built in his name. And no one can claim to be educated who does not understand who this baby was and who he is. The great noted historian Kenneth Scott said this, listen to it. Jesus has had more effect on the history of mankind than any other of its race who ever existed. Nobody has had the influence that Jesus Christ of Nazareth has had. To explain him is impossible. To ignore him is disastrous. To reject him is fatal. My speech is too limited to describe him. My mind is too small to comprehend him. And my heart is inadequate to fully contain this one whose name is Jesus. So this morning I want to see in our text who is Jesus. First of all, I want you to see here in verses 6 through 7, Jesus is the supernatural son of God. If you look in verse 6 and 7, he says, who, that means Jesus Christ, being in the form of God 
thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself Jesus of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. You know, this speaks of his birth. He was made in the likeness of man. But may I say this? He was not conceived like any other child. Amen. He was conceived in a virgin. He was born of a virgin. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It was no conceived. He was not conceived like any other baby. He was born of a virgin. Do you find that hard to believe? That a virgin could have a child? Well, may I tell you the first person to doubt it was Mary herself. How could that happen? And when the angel announced this to Mary, uh, Mary said, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. She said that. But look what the angel said. In Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve today, folks, is a God of the impossible. Imagine uh, the Lord Jesus there in the temple being questioned by the theologians and the doctor. At that time, he was 12 years old, and they asked him, Son, how old are you? And Jesus might have smiled and said, well, on my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I'm older than my mother and as old as my father, only Jesus. What a marvelous person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the first of all. He's, he's the supernatural son of God. He took upon himself the form of servant and was made in the likeness of men. Secondly, Jesus is the sinless son of God. Look at verse eight, it says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You see, it says he was obedient. Uh, John 8, 29 says, I do those things that please him. He's talking about my father. And God the father said uh, uh, to his son, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. He's the sinless son of God. Hebrews 4, 15 says that 
he was without sin. Without sin. So Jesus... He is the supernatural son of God. He is the sinless son of God. But look at this. Jesus is the sovereign son of God. Verse 6 says, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, here's the point. To be equal with God. You see, Jesus is not only the son of God, but he is God, the son. That's what makes him sovereign. Uh, here's the uh, a key verse, and I, I want you to put it uh, on your margin there in verse, beside verse six, Hebrews 1, 8, God the Father is speaking, and, and listen to this, he says, but unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The Son of God is God the Son. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. But not only that, he's not only the supernatural, sinless, sovereign son of God, but we see here in verse eight, he is the sacrificial son of God. You see in verse eight said, being in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But now it says this, in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now his death was not incidental. His death was not accidental. His death he did not die as a victim. He did not die as a martyr. He died in obedience to his father. That's Jesus. This was in the heart and mind of God before the planet was flung into space. The Bible says of the Lord, he was slain from the foundation of the world. Now you see, he had to be supernatural son of God, born of a virgin to be sinless son of God, but he had to be sinless son of God because he was the sovereign, sovereign son of God uh, to do what he did that he might be a sacrificial son for you and me. He died on the cross for you and me. Sacrificial. You say, Brother Terry, why are you going so fast? Well, I didn't eat breakfast. I'm getting hungry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But there's a couple points I want to spend a little bit more time on. He is the sovereign son of God. Supernatural son of God. The sinless son of God. But look at this. Jesus is the surviving son of God. They put him on the cross. They nailed him up there. And they looked at him and they said, he is finished. 
Is that what the Bible says? Jesus wasn't finished. The Bible says it is finished. What does that mean? The plan is finished. What God had planned, Jesus said, it is finished. It is done. I paid the sin debt. And that's what God did. And now, look at verse 9. Jesus, the surviving God, uh, Son of God, says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. The grave could not hold him. I serve today a living Savior. His name is Jesus. Jesus. Cherish that wonderful name. He's alive today. Jesus is the surviving son of God. Confucius died. He's still dead. Buddha died. He's still dead. Muhammad died. He's still dead. Our Savior died. And he's alive today. And that's why we serve our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's alive today. Not only that, in sixth place, we see the supernatural Son of God, the sinless Son of God, the sovereign Son of God, the surviving Son of God. But I want to say here, Jesus is the soon coming Son of God. Look at verse 9 through 11. It says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is the soon coming Son of God. And when he does come, You know, I had a, you know, you always have a, a member in church that's just got that, with all respect, smart aleck attitude. And I'm not talking about anybody here that's in Brazil. But he'd always have a joke about how big I am. And he came to me, he said, preacher, I, pastor, he said, I'm, I'm worried. I said, what you worried about? He said, the gates or narrow. That's what the Bible says. He said, I'm worried you're not going to get through. And I said, brother, just keep reading your Bible. You hadn't got to the most important part. 
when the Lord Jesus Christ comes down and gets his church. Amen. I'm going to have a glorified body. I'm going to rise up to meet my Savior in the sky. But those that stay, knees will bow. Satan will bow on his thorny knees and confess that Jesus is Lord. He is the soon coming Son of God. But listen to this. Jesus is the saving Son of God. Philippians chapter two, verses eight says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You say, Brother Terrell, why Christmas? I'll tell you, because of the Calvary. Why did Jesus come? Luke 19, 10 says, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you don't know Christ today, He's the saving son of God that will save you. I read yesterday this. Jesus is not a good way to heaven. Jesus is not the best way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the saving son of God. We are celebrating the birth of Jesus. I hope you will cherish that wonderful name, Jesus. He's the supernatural son of God, the sinless son of God, the sovereign son of God the surviving Son of God, the soon-coming Son of God, and the saving Son of God. When we say his name, when we sing his name, when we breathe his name, when we shout his name, when we whisper his name, We proclaim the greatest name that has ever fallen upon the ears of humanity. We proclaim the name of of the Savior, Savior. He's the Savior of the lost. He's the shepherd of the sheep. He's the redeemer of the soul. He's the blessed bridegroom of the bride. He's the lover of men's soul. He's the glory of heaven. The one who calls himself our friend, the true and living one. What a lovely name. The name of Jesus. At the mention of the name, hell trembles. Satan flees. Sin is defeated. Captives are delivered. Hopelessness is swallowed up in victory. The lost are found. The blind can see. The dead is 
alive. That's the name of Jesus. What a lovely name. The name of Jesus. At the mention of the name, drunkards are made sober. Harlots are made pure. Addicts are delivered from addiction. The lost are saved and new life begins. What a lovely name. The name of Jesus. That name marks the difference between heaven and hell. Between life and death. Between hope and despair. Between sin and salvation. Between judgment and forgiveness. And between the grace of God and his condemnation. Just the mention of his name. Thank God for the lovely name of Jesus. Jesus bridges the gap between God and man. Heaven and hell. Sin and salvation. Many have shared that name. But there is only one Jesus Christ. You may say, Brother Rose, I have family members that are not saved. As Bryce sung, I know a man who can. I know a man who can. Christians, you know, we're excited about Christmas to see what we're going to get for Christmas. Right? Huh? What is my wife going to give me for Christmas? What is daddy going to give for Christmas? And if it's my grandson's, what papa going to give me for Christmas? But my, may I say this? What are you going to give to Jesus? I read a song and I believe Joanna can correct me. I believe the children sung part of this. The song says, what then can I give to Jesus? Empty as I am, if I were a shepherd, I would give him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would give him my heart. What then shall I give him? I will give my heart. Amen. I want to say today, if you're not saved, I have to say this with all love. If you do not know Jesus Christ, you could leave this place, die, and go to hell because the Bible says it so. But I've got good news. I cherish a wonderful name called Jesus. And he can save you today. I mean, right now. He can save you and you can go to heaven and know for sure. If you're not saved, please.
Do not leave this place without knowing the assurance of your salvation. Christian, you may have lost loved ones that you need to bring to this altar and said, Jesus, I give you my heart. I'll do anything. Didn't Paul said I would do anything so others would be saved. I would do anything for my loved ones to be saved and accept Jesus. And Christian, if you're not serving God like you should, if you was a shepherd, you could give him a lamb, but you can give him your heart to serve him. You know, and I'm finishing. I'm looking at my watch because the ladies at the, at the kitchen said, don't let them come before noon. So it is 12.02. So I won't be in trouble. But I was talking to a dear lady in Brazil last night. And she said, Pastor, please pray for my son. He's only 19 years old. And I said, what's wrong with him? She said, he's in deep depression. You know, when I was young, I never heard of that. Young people in deep depression. Never heard of that. And I told her, I said, he needs to get into the word because that'll bring him out of it. And then I said this, he needs to give his heart over to God. There's a wicked, vile thing called video games. Are you listening to me? And it's turning young people, and sorry, adults, away from God. There's a little thing called cell phone that has so much to offer you that you spend more time on your cell phone than spending time with God. May I say this? It's time to give our heart to Jesus and let him work in our lives. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Brother Robbie and Brother Ken can play very softly. I want to ask a couple questions. How many here you can say with all your heart, I mean, with all your heart. Brother Terrell, I know Jesus as my personal Savior. If I were to die right now, I'd go to heaven because I have accepted Christ as my Savior. How many can raise your hand and say, I know for sure that? Raise your hand. If you can't, don't raise it, please. Yes, you can put your hand down. Is there anybody here that can say, Brother Terrell, 
I could not raise my hand. Nobody is looking around, please. Is there anybody here tonight, this morning, can say, Brother Terrell, I am not 100% sure. But I would like to know how I can accept Christ. This Jesus that you preached about this morning. Is there anybody that could not raise your hand and you'd say, Brother Rose, please pray for me. Anybody, raise your hand right now and I'm going to pray for you. You couldn't raise your hand. You're not sure you're saved. Please don't leave this place without assurance. Anybody, raise your hand. How many Christians can say, Brother Terrell, I need to give my whole heart to God because he's been so good to me. If God spoke to your heart as Brother Robbie and Brother Ken play, if you want to come, some have come and some have gone back. If you'd like to just come to this altar and say, God, help me. Help me. Help me. Cherish that wonderful name. The name of Jesus. You may look this way.